boom. He just gave me the, he just gave me the, this meant start talking. Did you see Travis that? does this. Travis points. George is a, and, and start then, yapping. And you do this. I mean, what yeah, is, it's crazy. Yeah, so whatever. So like a week ago, uh, I said, we've got a guest for next week. Mm-hmm. You did. And I said, usually like who? I said, Amy Weber. And, and you're like, son of the beach. Yeah, I did. How would you know that? I was a big Howard Stern fan. Okay. And, and he used to talk about it nonstop because it was his show, you know? So, right. yeah. Yeah. Very proud of you. Shocked. And Tim, and I can't remember his last name now. Stack. Stack. Tim yes. Stack. Yes. That is the voice of Amy Weber with us today, <laughs> flying in from California. You flew all the way in for this. I love it. I did. It was a, a brutal 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. In style. You came over in style, too. We don't need to talk about Okay. We won't talk about that. My jet. All right. It's okay. nice. I like Thank that. You. I see how you roll. Yeah. It's good. Thank you. I have I one, like too. It. It's called Southwest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you let everyone on. You're I just do. Like, hey. I just, you know, more the merrier. Right. Here, have a drink. <laughs> pass sit, it around. Sit wherever you want. Take, yeah. Take a sit. Pass it around. Yeah. You know, whatever. Whatever yeah. Generosity. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah. We don't need But I miss... You know what I do in this about Southwest? And huh. you might get a kick at The plastic cards? No. The seats that you say you face backwards. Yeah, there was like a like a, a lounge oh, right. section. Those are no. like six. Those are yeah, gone no, now. Those were like nauseating. But, used to, but the Vegas flights, those were the best. Those okay. were like where the people would just get shit faced. Yeah. yeah, you're originally from not Chicago, but like Illinois, or yeah, not that cool. Definitely from Illinois. I was okay, raised on a really small farm in Mapleton, Illinois. So how far is that from Chicago? Really oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I used to have a travel hack on Southwest back in the day. Do you remember when they gave you plastic boarding cards? Of course I do. Right? You had one through whatever, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I would, they were so backwards back then. I would, let's say I wanted to go to Chicago. I would find, you know, so LA to Chicago would be whatever, 300 bucks, let's say, right? But sometimes it would have a stop in Vegas. You could go LA to Vegas for like forty nine dollars. So back in the day, they ran that airline so stupid. You could just buy a one way here to Vegas. You know it. You're on the flight that's connecting through Chicago, and just don't get off the plane. Oh my god! <laughs> I did this. I saw the country like this. <laughs> Poor yeah. Southwest. So it's pa- seven years, right? After seven right, years, right. they can't do anything, right? There's nothing. Right. I, you can't be prosecuted. No, for this. no, yeah. no. Yeah, lying to TSA to get two checkpoints. There was no TSA then. (laughs) That's true too. Yeah, Yeah. you just roll up to a gate. Imagine that living life on the edge. Yeah, just yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Yeah. fucking nine eleven. Yeah, crazy. Mm. What are you gonna do? Yeah. So, uh, so when I back to Amy here, you you were like, I've got questions. You've got WWE questions. WWE questions. I've got. Silk stocking questions. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you ever watch You knew all this? You did a little research. I did that a little research. (laughs) Okay. On the silk stockings. I did a little research. I feel a little better. Did you you ever see silk stockings? That was on Showtime? USA. Oh, USA. Okay. It was like the raunchy sexual... I don't even. It was a weird show. Was it? Yeah. I for was, that time. Okay. For that I was time, like it given was. the memo on that one. Yeah. I was like a USA girl because I was on the Saturday morning USA High and all of those uh, City Guys, all of those Peter Engel okay. shows, Saved by the Bell. Peter Engel. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. I remember. I used to beg him for. Wait a see. second. You were on Saved by you. the Bell. I was. Yeah, with uh, Soleil Moonfry. So oh, she Punky and Brewster. I. Funky Brewster. She and I worked with the uh, unfortunately late um, Screech. So uh, yeah. Dustin Diamond. Dustin sure. Diamond. Now though that was back when you were booking nice roles before you told me what happened to you. You know, post. Uh, you know, maybe 
later on in your right. career. Yeah, I was explaining to John that what happens when you have dark hair, or maybe it's just me personally and I'm trying to make excuses for it, is that when you have dark hair, you are either killing someone or fucking someone. That's just <laughs> the way that it Those goes. are the two roles. <laughs> right. You're not saving anyone. You're not the angel. You're the mistress or you are literally the murderer. Okay. So, now, I would have thought the blonde had that, but no, that's not the way it works. Not the way it works. Yeah. Dark hair equates evil. Evil. Uh-huh. And sexy, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking, I'm just, now I'm going through shows in my head. Yeah, I guess. You know, because yeah. Pamela Anderson was always considered like the, the, the you know, the, the star of that show. Right. And, sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I guess. I mean, the good thing about Saved by the Bell was that I was the only cast member that really got the jokes. Right. So the blondes, they sort of went, you know, right, right. over their heads. And I was kind of the manipulative, again, the bitch. Okay. Yeah. At what point did you want to get into acting? When you were younger, it was interesting. I didn't realize when I was doing fine arts contests that that was monologues, and I was winning pretty much all of them. And I had this kind of weird—I know it's going to so sappy. I had this thing where I just wanted to change the world in some way. So my contribution was: I want to make people laugh, or I want to make people sort of go introspective and figure out, like you know, the movie Schindler's List. That really changed me as a person. You know, even though you know about the Holocaust, I know this is getting really deep for no, an okay. action junction show. Yeah. But you know, it's like you know about it, but then when you see it relived and acted out, you just really man, it just hits you, mm-hmm. and you start to kind of look around and think, man, people have been through some. Like I've been through some shit, but. People have really been through some shit and come out the other side of it. And so I thought maybe through the entertainment industry, I can sort of bring these stories to life and people can escape through, you know, seeing a movie no matter what they're going through. Or maybe there's going to be some type of topic that I can bring light to. And so probably when I was like four or five, I really knew I wanted to be an actress. Really? Wow. I did. Wait, so what, how old were you when you saw Schindler's List? Older, obviously in my 20s. But, you know, again, it was just just sort of reinforced that whole thing that I really want to be doing movies. I want to be producing. I want to be doing shows that are meaningful. But, you know, you don't get to go to L.A. and jump into Schindler's List. Right. Right. You get to be like, you know, hot girl number one in the beginning. I only did one featured extra role, thank God, in my entire career. And that was I was in the opening credits of Baywatch. So, you know, when they rolled, I was one of the main people in the opening credits of Baywatch. Other than that, they treated everyone like cattle, and I said, I'm not a cow, and I'm done with this. So I don't blame you. After that, it was either guest star, co-star. It had to be a you know billable role. You know what's funny? She mentioned Schindler's List, is that I've probably gone to movies thousands of times in my life, okay? But I can remember who I was with, where I was when I saw Schindler's List. It really? It was a school field trip. I went to Stephen Weiss, which is... Yep. Jewish day school. Wow. We went to, there was a movie theater on, um, I don't know if you think it's still there. It was a Pacific theaters. I want to say on Van Nuys, uh, just off of Van Nuys between Ventura right yep. in there. And we went on a field trip in the middle of the afternoon. It was right next to, I want to say Ralph's right there. South of uh, Ventura. Yeah, wow. yeah. exactly. Right. But yeah. I can remember yeah. exact. And it that the, I don't think there's another movie no. out there that I can actually remember that vividly. Vividly. Yeah. Right. So I guess it had an impact on me as well. Saving Private Ryan is like that for me. I can't remember exactly. Never saw it. Stop. You've never seen I've never it. Come seen on, it. stop. He does this like literally. No, he it's did. Every month there's like some. Never saw He knows silk stockings, but he hasn't seen <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. What? Creeper yeah. alert. Yeah. What's going on yeah, here, yeah. Adam? I spent a lot of time in my bedroom as a child. No. Uh, um, yeah, no. Come I ne- on. Never saw I mean, I know what because it is. Because why? I just never saw it. The subject I, matter? Or, no, or just. I, like three just hour movies. get around to it? Three hour movies just never appeased me. I mean, it was never appealing to me. And Schindler's List, I probably would have never seen if it wasn't for 
The field, the field trip. trip. Right. Okay. He's also never seen Breaking Bad. I know, right? It's like, what is he doing on the show? Seriously, right? Is that that's your but first I've thought? I've seen right? every single episode of Son of the Beach, so there you go. There you go. <laughs> right. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mandatory and, screening. And I was a film major. I, could think I mean, oh my gosh. Travis, have you seen uh, Saving Private Ryan? I have. Okay, good man. Yeah. Right. Just checking. But I also, yeah, I told you this. <sighs> I got into USC film school and I turned it down. No. No. Yeah. What? Why? Because yeah. they didn't have a men's soccer team. Stop. Swear to God. And you were playing soccer? I was playing soccer. And so I ended up going to San Diego State. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to let you guys yeah, just finish yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else. I'm my flight. Yeah. <laughs> There's one every hour on Southwest. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know? but, oh but I don't God. fly Southwest. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Sorry. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, I know you don't fly Southwest. I picked you up far from the <laughs> Southwest terminal. It was, uh, okay. Yeah, it's okay. We don't need to talk. Look, I'm no, we won't talk about it. I'm vaccinated. Was the yeah, terminal on the Las Vegas Boulevard side of it? Yep. The- oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> got yep. Got it. Mm-hmm. It sure was. Got it. Yep. Got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, t- w- I've got a laundry list of things I want to talk to her about because oh I had gosh. lunch with her, but yes. I w- let's let's focus on okay, your so thoughts. Okay, so you were a yeah. diva for WWE for how long? I was for uh, not quite two years. So what happened was, um, you know, I think the WWE wanted to shake things up a little bit. So they had this diva contest. I, on the other hand, had gotten really close to some huge movies like, um, oh gosh, the, a lot of Miramax movies and, um, like, you know, Keenan Ivory Wayans would go with Anna Faris, but Miramax would choose me. So I was getting really close to a lot of really big things and I was getting so frustrated. And so I had the opportunity to go and audition for this, you know, WWE diva. I didn't know what it was. Listen, it is the closest thing to joining the circus as, (laughs) and not in a mean way. I'm just saying it is a circus life. You are on the road nearly 365 days out of the year but I needed it. So I needed to just kind of slap me around and put me back into check as that I actually had it really good in Hollywood and what was happening, but I did need that life experience. So they were kind of looking to mix things up. They had a contest. I didn't take it that seriously. I ended up in the top 10. Then I ended up in the top five. And then um, I was arm wrestling live on TV and my rotator cuff got torn. Ouch. And then they dumped chili on me after that and you know when you tear something into you're in so much pain you kind of want to throw up but you're mm-hmm. on live tv yeah and i kept saying to myself just make it back to gorilla because gorilla is the place that you stage right before you come out live and so um yeah, even like sergeant slaughter i don't know if you know this of guy course, yes, he's the sure. one who carried me to the ambulance to kind of go to the thing so um after that whole thing vince actually called me himself vince mcmahon and asked if i wanted to come back and join uh, raw and I kind of didn't really understand what he wanted because I want a Heather Locklear of the WWE like I know you like you're an actress so you can basically do pre-tapes you can go live I trust you we need you to stir things up kind of stir the pot and I'm like yeah I'm pretty good at that <laughs> so um so that's kind of how it happened um and listen it it was a really again interesting experience I don't know how else to say it it's just that company is very much a boys club it's always been that way um I came in and you know obviously people didn't feel like I had paid my dues and the only way that you're ever going to really make it in that particular business is with your ancillary products so if you're not doing tv you're not getting your t-shirts you're not getting right those ancillary products Mm -hmm. that are going to make you a millionaire and so I was taking I literally like knocking on the door here's another pre-tape oh who's it for like it's for amy it's for amy 
and there was starting to get a lot of animosity, not just in the women's locker room, but also just from the male wrestlers as well. So um, unbeknownst to them, I was training as a wrestler as we were on the road. Um, but a lot of them were just really unhappy that I took their TV time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And how did it end, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, it ended badly. <laughs> it ended very badly. Um, so what happened was we had a like a nine city tour in eleven days, and that included Japan, Hawaii, Alaska. Wow. Wow. And so we had gone to Japan. I had lived in Japan for about six months as model when I was in my twenties, and I had an unfortunate incident where someone had stolen a catalog photo and put it on a gentleman club flyer. And so I had already fought this. I knew it was out there. Well, some of the guys went out, and I guess they were handed a flyer that had my, I mean, how many, many years later they wow. had like, oh, she's a stripper. I'm like, look, strippers are great. I have nothing wrong with them, but I personally just wasn't one. And so I'm, I sued these people. They should have already like a ceased and desist. I won. And so they thought I quit because of that. That's not what happened. What happened was, I was training and I was supposed to grab the rope because, you know, I know what's going to happen. Wrestling is completely choreographed. Right. Look, in the heat of the moment, do you get punched in the face? Yeah, you do. And it hurts. Um, do you people mess up? People get excited. The adrenaline starts going. So, yes, it is scripted, but it is also real in the way that you really get into what is happening in your match. And so I missed the rope during my practice. I landed on my tailbone and I cracked my tailbone. Mm. So the trainer said, go into the men's locker room, get some ice and get a couple of ibuprofen to, for the swelling. And that's what I did. Well, apparently uh, there's a wrestler called Edge and mm -hmm, there's sure. another guy named, uh, yeah. Notice, yeah, yeah, Orton, Randy Orton. Randy, yeah, sure. Uh, I guess they weren't happy that I took a couple ice cubes and two ibuprofen. And Come so they, on. no, I swear. So they were going to get back at me. And the, we were on the flight and everyone was asleep. M most of the main roster, the guys were up in first class business. The divas were kind of across three seats. There was enough room. They rent a giant plane, right, when mm -hmm. we go. So like a Delta plane or, you know, whatever it is. And um, all I know is that I was slammed into the floor. So someone linebackered, like came in like a linebacker to my chair and slammed into me so hard that flipped me onto the ground. And I looked is up. Is the plane in the air? It's in the air. Okay. This is happening in the air. And I look up and it's Randy Orton. And he goes, uh, he goes, you're going to learn, bitch. And wow. I go, oh, am I? Okay. Right? Because I just don't take shit for, I just don't take shit from anyone. I've had enough in my life at this point that I just don't. I Which knew, we're going to get to. We'll get yeah, into I, I can't wait. I just knew like, I give respect. I deserve respect. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm not Vince McMahon. You know what I mean? He had like this whole plan. So then I went back to sleep. And I was woken by um, someone had poured a drink in my face. Yeah. And so it was red. It was all over me. It was just ridiculous. We were on the way to Alaska. I was tired. And then I saw Edge had like a little bit of the same red liquid in his hand. So I just stood straight up. I stood on the airplane seat so I could be eye to eye to the guy. He's like six something. And I'm like, you want to go? <laughs> Let's fucking you want go. a piece of me seriously you want to go like you have no respect let's fucking go i just was so just like what is wrong with you why would you disrespect me he's like i don't know what you're talking about and i'm like you're such a baby it's babies you know what i mean little baby men and so we got off the flight and it was snowing and it was three in the morning and everyone's getting on these buses and i'm like fuck this i'm not under contract yet because they wanted my name 
But my name had already been like attached to soap operas and Son of the Beach and movies and my website. And they wanted to own it in perpetuity. That's forever. And I'm like, Vince, you can't have my name. Sorry. So my contracts had not been signed, but they had already scanned me for the video games, my action figures. So they trusted. And I just went, I went to Shane McMahon because Vince had snapped his quads at another thing. And I just said, hey, listen, it's really been nice. Thank you for the opportunity. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, nice knowing you. Peace out. And I found a rental car. I got into a hotel and I found a flight and I flew home. Wow. And and that was it. I just, I don't know. That's I, crazy. It, I don't think, look, if you're in McDonald's in the break room and someone pours a drink on you, you're probably getting fired. Yeah, absolutely. And they don't hold them accountable. Now, listen, this is back then. Mm-hmm. They did not hold them accountable. I don't know. Things have probably changed. I'm sure Orton and Edge have grown up and they're fine human beings. I don't know them at this point, but this is my truth and what happened. A lot of fans don't want to believe it. They're like, oh, I heard he pooped in your suitcase. It's like, no one shit in my suitcase. Okay, that's a rumor that from Sable back in the day something happened, but this is what happened to me. I had no other reason to leave the opportunity. I was literally skyrocketing in, in that company. Mm-hmm. Um, was the money good? No, no, the money's terrible. Mm. And here's what happens. So when you first start out, no matter where you're at, even if you came from the wrestling, um, you know, another wrestling world, whether that was TNA or whatever it was, you all start at a base salary. And then again, how you make your money is through those ancillary avenues. So that's the pay-per-views and that's TV and, you know, again, T-shirts and headbands, whatever, you know, your your kind of merch is. And so um, you have to pay for your own um, hotel. You what? have to pay for your own rental car. You have to, they'll pay your flight and they're going to fly you. So you're independent contractors, essentially. Basically, essentially. And so, again, that's why sort of a lot of animosity towards me was happening is because the TV time that I was getting, people started kind of recognizing who I was. So, but no, the, the money's not great. It's kind of like um, MTV, <laughs> like VH1. Oh, they, okay. they don't pay very well either. Uh, and then you have the opportunity to really become a millionaire if you can basically get yourself. It's just you have to develop your own character, essentially. You really, and people have to latch on to that. So they usually start you off as a heel, which is what I was, and then they turn you into a face or kayfabe, which is the good guy. So bad guy, good guy. So they start you out like The Rock started out as a bad guy and then flipped right. good. And then that's you bring your fans with you. Yeah. And that w- airline thing, I think it still exists because I was on a flight last year from Atlanta to Tampa and they had a show in Atlanta and a lot of them were going back home to the Florida area. Yes. And you had like the A-list listers in first class. And then the, kind of the rest of them yes, in coach. in coach. Yeah. These big guys, like yeah, barely I mean, in like oh, middle so it's seat. Not a, it's not a chartered plane. It's not. No. This one wasn't. Oh. This no, no, no. If you're doing a big giant tour, yes, they charter a plane. But just okay. your normal, like you would come home, unpack, pack, go to another city. <clears throat> and so your normal flights to get you to the arenas to tape, you're basically smacked on a raw. No, you're just on a commercial flight and yeah. you're in coach. Wow. And these guys are massive yes. you would think that it would be the other divas that you would have beef with in those scenarios not the guys right Don't you like think? such a and i'm curious though like now with the me too movement if that has changed 
at all. The culture talk, over yeah, there? Because we're talking what? Has to, right? 15, 20 years ago, Yeah, roughly? at least 15 years 15 ago. Years ago? Yeah, I'm just curious. Yeah, if I'm that... not sure. I mean, because for me, I don't think it was necessarily like a me too. Like there was no sort of like sexual aggression right, right. or anything. But it gets clumped in but, too. Yeah, yeah but right. you know, again, just the total lack of disrespect, like the lack of respect and the disrespect um, for me was intolerable. For other people, maybe they just think, I want this so badly that I'm willing to be treated. However, I mean, it's kind of like, I guess, being in a bad relationship, right? right? Just for me, I'm like, I'm not going to be treated that way because I know I'm a kind person. I'm a hard worker and I know my value at this point. Maybe I haven't always known that, but at that point in my life, I did. And I just said, it's not worth it. Yeah. And and speaking of, you mentioned Miramax and obviously I'm thinking Harvey Weinstein and that kind of thing. Did you ever experience, not from Harvey, but just in general, that sexual harassment in that industry? And yes, from Harvey. From Okay. There really? You go. Yeah, absolutely. But no, but what happened was um, I had a manager who said that Harvey wanted to meet me um, and that I would be meeting him in a hotel. And I said, damn, I am. No, I'm not. I'm not going to a hotel. If he wants to meet me in an office during normal business hours, I'm happy to meet him there. Because I had a situation with Steven Seagal. That, Shocking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know he wears a girdle. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was a shocker. Um, yeah, let's just let all the dirt out. Um, yeah. Claudia no. Jordan had an incident with him, too. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, so I had an, had, had an incident with Steven Seagal where it was on the lot that he had an office. I don't know if it was, fo- I don't know where it was, but he had his own office. So you go into a normal door, but then you have to open up these big, giant wooden doors there's like a crackling fire, like a bearskin rug. You just sort of like transported into hell. Right. Right. And I'm thinking this is not going to end well. And so I had such a small part, like a maitre d' or something. And he kept saying, um, can you turn a lot? Like, I'm like, why didn't you just see my ass? I'm a maitre d'. I'm going to be behind this thing. And I just started getting such a bad feeling. And he goes, you know, come and sit, sit with me. Right. I'm like, uh, Okay. And so I'm sitting like at the other, he's like, you know, like slides himself right. across yeah, the yeah. leather couch. And suddenly he's like, like in my ear. And he's like, how bad do you want this role? And I'm like, yeah, fucking not bad enough. You know what I mean? And I'm <laughs> out of there. I'm like, I'm done. Like, no, I don't want it bad enough. So yeah, with Harvey Weinstein, I refuse to take the meeting just because for me, and listen, I don't want to negate what any other woman has gone through. And I'm not saying that it's their fault for going to a hotel or for choosing to meet someone because in Hollywood, you know, if your manager says, no, this is normal. This is what you do, right? You're supposed to trust your manager is sort of like a family member. You're supposed to trust them. And so, um, but my gut feeling said, if someone's going to meet me at a party, right, John, you and I used to see, if they're going to meet me at a party or they're going to meet me at, you know, hotel, I don't know that they're going to take me seriously as an actress. And it's like, I'm a Meisner trained actress. I went to um, the groundlings, you know what I mean? So I just, it felt really bad. Uh, I used to say, if it can't happen between nine and five, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Right. And so I just really wanted to be taken seriously. Even so much like, you know, I did date Michael Bay for a while because, you know, I think I can change people, <laughs> you know, and uh, <laughs> I don't know, because um, like, oh, no, I'm the one that's going to fix him, you know, because I'm the, you know, broken bird syndrome woman. But um, <laughs> but he uh, even then I he's like, oh, do you want to go to the, you know, MTV movie? I'm like, nope, nope, not being seen with you. <laughs> I just like I, I just I don't want to be Michael Bay's girlfriend right i didn't want to be on the red carpet and being seen as that i just worked so hard to get to where i was and to be taken seriously and yes son of the beach was a tongue-in-cheek but i loved that comedy 
it was just brilliant, right? Just how tongue in cheek that comedy was. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, it was, you know, very, you know, kind of a funny sexual kind of a show. But we had so many guest stars on there yeah. that were just incredible. So yeah. when you were with WWE, was the, did you have the modeling agency yet or not yet? I did. So when I was uh, working with WWE, I had a modeling agency. So I had nearly 500 model and actors on my roster. And I was writing a book at the same time. Wow. So, yeah, I was a little busy. Wow. A little busy. Yeah. And then when we were at lunch, uh, you were telling me how you met your husband, which was just <laughs> a great story. Um, my poor husband. <laughs> but, but before we get to that, then you also told me you hadn't spoken to your mom or your dad in like 14 years. That is accurate. And you told me about your childhood, which was shocking. So I, it's like, I know you and I clearly don't know you yes. after 20 years or whatever. Well, we talked about this. John and I had a conversation about, um, you know, you don't, you don't really know what someone else is going through, right? You know, you're like, oh, he's an asshole. She's a bitch. But it's like, you don't really understand really what might be kind of making these people. Um, and look, I don't, I don't condone bad behavior. But again, walk a day in someone else's shoes. And so um, I did not have a good childhood. I had a monstrous childhood. So I was explaining to John that, you know, I had my dad broke about 10 bones in me in me from the time I was three wow. until I was about 12. So unfortunately, my dad was a raging alcoholic. And there was a cycle kind of that was happening with my mom. And I was explaining it to John that sometimes people don't know how to ask for what they need. My mom did not know how to ask for I'm feeling insecure. Can you reassure me that, you know, you're not going to leave me? Because my dad was a little bit of a ladies man. Um, so she would create this sort of, you know, drama between them. And he would go on a binge, you know, drinking and he would rage and then he would go after her and then he would come after me. And then when this was all said and done, we come home from the hospital and I'm bandaged up, whatever. Then he would say the words that she needed to hear. I'm sorry. I love you. I would never leave you. And so it was just a really... It was a tough, tough childhood. I mean, listen, it made me who I am today. I don't, everyone makes mistakes. I wish that they could have taken responsibility. I wish my mother could have protected me like a mother is supposed mm -hmm. to. But then there was also sort of this neglect of, you know, not like I love you, no hug, no hugs. It was just a really strange sort of existence. Um, but I tell John, you know, like I'm still standing. And um, I, I was very mistrustful, I would think, of men for a really, really long time. I was saying, like, if I went on a date, I wouldn't get in the car with someone. I needed to be able to escape. And so, um, you know, even with Michael Bay, I'm like, yeah, do you want me to pick you up? He's like, like, like I'm trying to freaking brand new Lamborghini. I'm like, I have a new Jaguar. I'm like, I'll pick you up. And he's like, oh. I'm like, okay, I'll meet you there. You know what I mean? I just didn't. I wanted to be able to just be in my own control and feel safe sure. and and luckily, I have a husband that like is really cool. I was telling John, he wanted models. I was sending him the most beautiful women in the world on my roster. I mean, like Jenny McCarthy's sister, Amy McCarthy, and just I just dropped at gorgeous women. And uh, he's like, eh, I'm not really feeling these women. I'm like, what's your what are you looking for? You know, for this you know motocross apparel line. Um, it was called Moto Triple X. And uh, he's like, oh, kind of like you. And I thought, yeah, I'm, don't do that anymore. I'm too busy. I'm wrestling. And I've got this whole thing. And he's like, I was telling John, he's like, well, I can pay you cash. And I thought, are you a pimp? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what a line. What a yeah. line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who pays cash? cash? I have like, cash. Like you're uh, buying a fucking brand new TV. You know, I right? got cash. I want uh, a discount. <laughs> I'm not going to pay taxes. I've got cash. Like, it's just the weirdest thing. Like, um, but anyway, no paper trail here. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I did meet him and I did think my husband was gay when I met him 
And not for any other reason. He wasn't a flamboyant guy. He just was um, didn't have that kind of macho energy. And um, he had a little retainer. So he had a bit of a, li- a lisp, <laughs> <laughs> which he has now since removed. Thank goodness. But um, he didn't want anything from me. And we just became really, really good friends. So um, long story short, he's not gay. But you, you didn't know for a year, right? I did not know. Well, I didn't know he wasn't gay for probably about three or four months. And then he started talking to me about different women that he was dating. You didn't know he was actually interested in you for a year, though. No, I didn't. He so you were just it. friends. We were the best of friends for a year. And then we went out to dinner. I probably had a little too much wine. And I just said, listen, I, I'm developing feelings for you. And I don't want to ruin our friendship. You're the best friend I've ever had in my life. And he said... I've been in love with you from the moment I met you. Wow. I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> a year? He's like, you had a boyfriend. I was being respectful. And, and he, I guess he had gone back and he hadn't had a relationship for 12 years. And the day he met me, he said he went back to his business partner and said, I found the woman I'm going to marry. Wow. And he just knew. It was just this. And how long has it been married now? Actually, on the 17th, it was 13 years. We've been married. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, but wait, check this okay. out. So, right. so, so, John, yeah, I'm not going to let you off the hook. The yeah, I'm not letting you off the hook. So, um, you go to a Super Bowl party. <laughs> That's right. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, not only did I think he was gay, <laughs> not only did I think he was gay, I thought he was broke. Because when I met him, he was kind of in a big, dirty, like, you know, lifted monster truck and a dirty hat. Stereotype much? Okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. okay, listen. judgmental, yeah. First of all, I was raised on a farm, (laughs) and then I was in Florida with rednecks. So I'm allowed, because I was raised by rednecks, to basically (laughs) call them like I see them. Mm -hmm. So, in essence, I'm a redneck that just sort of evolved slightly. But I still have a lot of dirt under my fingernails, if you look close enough. (laughs) Um, So... I did. I thought he was broke. Anytime we would go out, I would say, oh, I have it. I'll, I'll pay for it. And he's like, what are you doing? I just really thought he had no money, but he was a really cool guy. So we're in this. I went, took my boyfriend to this huge Super Bowl party and this mansion. I mean, we went down to the garage and it was so pimped out. The black, the checkered board floor and, you know, every kind of like Ferrari, Lamborghini, Bugatti, you name it, you know, 20 motorcycles. And I'm like, I go, hey, David, whose house is this? Right. Like, I, I just want to thank whatever friend that, you know, invited us. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, I just who whose house is this? He's like, it's my house. I go, shut the fuck. It's not your house. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's <not> your house. <laughs> he's like, Amy, it's my house. I'm like, no, it's not. I just, it was a whole thing, but it was his house. I come to find out the guy's like a multimillionaire. And I'm thinking he's like a broke gay dude. This guy oh. can keep a secret. He didn't know. You didn't know for a year he was into you. No, nope. the guy's a baller and a how big was the house? Like ten thousand square feet. Ten thousand square feet in Bradbury Estates, which is where the guy from the Audi dealership in Pasadena, mm-hmm. Rusnick, yeah, lives. Yeah, uh-huh. he's our neighbor. And he's straight. And Who he's knew? Straight. Yeah. And he had a retainer that's gone now. There you go. <laughs> and now you've been together how long? Uh, we were together so, over sixteen years, but married thirteen. Wow. Any kids? I have twins. Yes. Oh, wow. How old, are, how old are they? They will be 12 on the 28th of May. Wow. Yes. By the grace of God and modern miracle of science, I have twins. I had cancer when I was 22. So, okay. Yeah. That's a whole other story. Yeah. No, I won't, I won't make you do that. <laughs> um, back to the parents, though. When you were going, like, how many times did you have to go to the hospital from stuff your dad did? Yeah, at, at least seven or eight times. And no doctor ever, like, was suspicious, like, hmm, like... 
she fell again or no, whatever they would that say. Isn't so weird? I hit the doorknob. Yeah, I fell down the stairs. Right. Or I Which is crazy head, yeah. because not a single doctor caught on, not a single teacher caught on, but yet my parents got a call when my sister told a teacher that she was being abused because she had to eat fondue every night. So, um, wait, wait, I'm sorry, what? Right. <laughs> you have to eat fondue every night. So you're calling the house for a wellness check, but you see this kid. Right. I mean. You're in a cast. You're in crutches. Exactly. Was it really, so, literally, literally no, it like was that? Bad. Yeah. So it would be excuses like, um, oh, I forgot to feed the dog. So I was running too fast. I fell down the stairs. That's how I broke my collarbone. Um, there was always an excuse. And would they tell you what to say? Yes. There would be a story. Wow. And did you ever think to like, you know, Tell the truth or you were scared. You obviously no. were scared. No, my dad every day said he was going to kill me and I believed him. And I told you, my dad would say stuff like when I was three years old, I'm going to rip off your head and shit down your throat. So you so. mentioned that you hadn't spoken with them now or you're, you spoke with your mom recently or no, or you had it in a while or what's the, no, I, I, right before I got married, I had to basically sort of divorce them because throughout the years I had become very successful and financially I'd become very successful prior to meeting my husband and, I was really still trying to get that relationship that I was never going to get. They were never going to say to me, we take responsibility for what we did. We're sorry. Just take accountability. That's all I wanted. So I would take the high road. I would forget it. I would ignore it. I would try to talk about it. And then my mom would say, why are you trying to hurt your father? It's like, oh my gosh, I'm so I'm kind of messed up from this situation. Um, but look, I've read many books, gone to many, many you know therapy sessions. And um, just realized finally, like, it's not you, Amy. I mean, no matter what you did, I had st I never brought a B home. I won the spelling bee. I was like a top athlete in track and gymnastics. And they never came to a single meet. It, it's just, it's them. It's kind of their kind of their, their shit. And that they never were able to work out. And so um, I just realized, you know, that I was trying to buy them. So it's like sending them money and paying off their mortgage. And Isn't that crazy, though? Like what they put you through and you were still seeking that, their love that and approval love. their yeah. love and approval but that's that's the maternal i mean that's what it is right. you know yeah. that's what you always want as a child i think you right. always want the, that the validation validation right. acceptance you know and yeah and i think no matter what and I'm, i can't speak for you obviously but you know i think no matter what parents do you're always going to try to look at the positive on right. the bright side right. of it you know, but I think nowadays you mentioned the hospital thing. As soon as a child comes in with any type oh, of thing, oh, yeah. nowadays forget it's, it. It's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean that would, geez, that'd never fly now. Absolutely, but I was born in 1970. I'm 50 years old, so get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no, crazy, right? Yeah. So in the 70s, think about it. Yeah. So you guys are the same age. Same age. Yep. Yep. Actually, uh -huh. I'm older than you, right? I didn't want to. I didn't want to rub it in oh, on you know on the show, but yes, considerably uh, by, th by three or four three months. months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a lot. <laughs> a lot happens. In and how did you guys meet? Uh, well, that's kind of funny too. So, um, one of my first clients was Controversy Magazine when I had the PR firm, mm -hmm. and uh, it was owned by like Marshall Falk and Quentin Corriott. Do you remember Quentin Corriott? I know the football? name, but yeah, yep, a uh, linebacker of Colts and Cowboys. And uh, we had a photo shoot. It was like one of the er first shoots. Like, like I, I got them as a client, and I feel like she was one of the first shoots that we did. And it was supposed to be for the cover. I don't remember why that changed post photo shoot. Yes. And I want to say you found out by seeing the magazine. By seeing the magazine. Yes. Yeah. And then like, so I'm the guy that set it all up. So I'm the guy that she comes back to. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? 
And I just remember, because I remember arguing with the guys, like, dude, you guys are killing me. Like, this is going to be so bad. I wish I could remember who ended up on the Nikki cover. Sheila, Nikki oh, Sheeler. Nikki Sheeler. She was married Nikki, to Ian. Right. Yeah. Right. Nikki Zering. Right. She was married to Ian Zering from 90210. Sure. And so she had just married him. And then she ended up on right. the cover because she was had a bigger right. name at that yeah. point. Yeah. 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 So that was a little tough conversation. But um, Was I rude to you, though? No. That no. was the thing that, that I was, like, so surprised by because you had every right to be and and just annihilate me and she was like I don't remember exactly what she said but it was something like dude I mean yeah I'm disappointed like it's fucked up but you know I'm a cancer survivor so it's not the, you know there's worse things for me to worry about in this Lucky. life kind of thing you know but yeah yeah pretty much the gist yeah. of it <laughs> I've, I've, I've always used you as an example and like people were like oh like Hollywood actresses like they're bimbos or whatever whatever stereotype comes with girls that look like this you know yeah. I always used to use you and Claudia Jordan oh, as, great, as yeah. examples of like no bitch like they own houses they buy houses they rent them out like these girls make their own money like they're a little savages I mean she had a modeling agency I mean you were always very entrepreneurial thank you you know from from the get-go yeah people were out partying and I was accumulating monopoly houses i, I own <laughs> 10 houses at one point so i wow. lived in one and i rented out the other i just bought an apartment building actually before two days ago so how is uh, so la right now is kind of crazy right in terms of uh i mean like when i was there a couple weeks ago homeless people everywhere like it's it's pretty bad it's bad right yeah and i'm a real estate broker now so i'm with the agency so that's mauricio umansky who's on real housewives of beverly hills and um you know blair chang and and uh, billy rose so you know, we have shirts that say, like, no assholes allowed. It's kind of a cool culture that I'm a part of. But, yes, um, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I'll have 50, 60 offers on a house that I put up. And we're talking about in the affordable bracket. And now we're, the affordable bracket in L.A. now is literally 800000 to $1.5 That's a starter house. And where are those? They're everywhere. I mean, you would think, okay, no, they're, you know, they're, they're what, they're in Beverly, they're not in Beverly Hills. No, we're talking like, you know, Highland Park, mm -hmm. Echo Park, um, Eagle Rock now they're priced out of. So like, what are houses off of like Melrose and La Brea? Like oh what do those gosh, go for? Those are like it. 3 million bucks now or? At least. That's crazy. 2.5 min minimum. With and bars on the window. Bars on the window and really no front yard and not enough room for a pool and your neighbors are looking into your windows. Right. And they're getting cash offers over asking price. Over asking with all contingencies removed. So no appraisal, no loan, no inspection. And it's just, it's, look, I'm not supposed to say, oh, it's a crazy market. I'm supposed to say, it's a fun market. Right. But it's uh, it's a little crazy. And I think for me, it was really born out of, you know, when the pandemic started, people realized our housing situation is not ideal, right? And I feel like commercial real estate for me is going to take a hit because enough companies have realized now that they don't need to pay brick and mortar prices. No. You can work from home and you're going to be just as successful, if not more, um, just as productive, if not more. And so I think that that's where you're going to see kind of the big hit. But people just realized you know, I can't have an office here or if this ever were to happen again, I don't want to have to be able to go to a park that's not closed because I don't have a backyard and I'm in a condo or an apartment. And people emotionally were just like saving, saving, saving. And they just are like, we're pulling the trigger now. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you, you experienced the same thing happened here. I mean, yeah. same thing's going on here. It's the housing market here is not what it used to be. It's not affordable anymore. Right. Yeah. It's just that's crazy. You, did you say every house is getting like fifty offers? Yes, it's Matt. Yeah, it's crazy. Fifty offers, and not just fifty offers. Like so, offers it's like a bidding that, war. 
Oh, it's a crazy bidding war. I mean, I was telling you, like, I'm like, yeah, I'll get a client like a million over asking. And they're like, yeah, well, you probably could have gotten two million over asking. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Was that? Thank you. Right. You set the price and then you're mad I got you more than right. that. I didn't get you enough over that. But I'm still a fuck up. Right. But yeah. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And so do you, do you're not worried about like, so you just bought an apartment building. You're not worried about uh, being able to fill it and the way California is right now. No. I'm not. It looks, I think California, you have a lot of people that are leaving California, but you're always going to have those people with stars in their eyes that are going to come to California looking right. for bigger, better, following their dreams. Because think about it. I mean, really, the two hubs of entertainment are going to be New York and, and yeah. L.A. And if you don't want that New York lifestyle, which, look, I love New York. I personally could not live in New York because I like to have a yard and I like to have my space. dogs. I yeah, like space. Yeah. Um but, you know, those are really the two only places. And if you don't like the winter, which is the reason why we moved from Illinois to Florida, you're going to be in L.A. Right. You really are. And I know Atlanta is becoming kind of a bit of a hub, but I don't know that it will ever overtake yeah, Los I don't Angeles. Think so. I don't Hollywood's think so. always going to have that. It's going to have that magic for TV, right. film, entertainment. Right. The history is just so deep. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Well, they, there's actually talk now of several studios building lots here i believe it yeah, yeah. because of the land i'm kind of and surprised so, that they haven't there already. are a couple of sound stages in the city but they're talking like 30 40 sound stages and you know just because the price of land they wow. can build here yeah it's so much cheaper it's so much cheaper yeah now i don't know what the incentives would be from the state or anything but yeah right. do you like vegas are you a vegas person i know you're not like a partier but do you like vegas no, i do i like the energy i love the energy i don't love cigarette smoke it's not my favorite thing i do love the energy but again like it's sort of like i wouldn't live in malibu because i don't want sand in my house like malibu is a place that you visit and don't live and vegas is a place for me that you come and you have you know you just let loose and you don't care and you're in the moment um but i don't know that i could live here right it's a little hot when's the last time you were here Oh my gosh, way before the pandemic. So I, I brought my kids here. Are you we like watched, a once a year usually you come to Vegas no, kind of no, thing? No, no, we would come. We would fly in uh, three, four times a year. Okay. Be seeing Blue Man Group or okay. something that's sort of age appropriate. Does your husband gamble or anything? Does he? What does he do for fun? A little What's bit. What's he all about? I mean, we're dirt. He rides Harleys and we, like, I used to race motorcycles. Didn't you just say she doesn't want sand in the house? And now she's talking about dirt. <laughs> dirt is a different story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, listen, we're very outdoorsy people. Right. So my kids are literally, we have we have dune buggies, we have Can-Ams, we have um, quads. I was racing motorcycles when I was a kid, so I was raced flat track. My sister turned pro. I ice raced a few times, which was oh. just fucking bananas. You know, you put studs in the tires and just hold on to on, on a motorcycle? On a motorcycle. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, like a Suzuki 60. And when you 70. fall, you go sh just shooting across the ice? Just It's, cra it's crazy. I mean, I, I, I fell not because I wanted to fall when I was just normally like dirt track, like with a skid shoe, because the boys were not allowed to let a girl beat them. So the dads are like, if that, I'm whipping Whatever your it ass. Takes. If that girl beat you, I'm whipping your ass. That's it. That's how it was. And so they would do anything not to, like they would ram their handlebars into me. I'm like seven years old. <laughs> And so like I'm flipping like end over end. The bike is still going. I'm running after it. All I just knew was like tuck and roll. That's all you do, right? Just tuck and yeah. roll. Hope for the best. And you're kind of a car person a little bit. I love cars. Yeah, a lot. So you gave yourself a little present I did. For my, yeah, I bought a Ferrari Italia 458. Oh, 
And I was saying to John, it's not like a look at me color. It's not like yellow. It's this beautiful platinum color. But then I thought it's a Ferrari, so it's right. It, it, it doesn't it's, make it's a different color. Yeah, the sound says "look at me." Oh yeah. my gosh, that the engine. sound, yeah. the, the logo on the front. They yeah, all, yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. engine yeah. is little crazy. paddle shifting. Are you paddle? Yes, I'm yeah. a paddle shifting. Are you absolutely? And speeding tickets ever? Oh no, I talk myself out of those. Do you? Yeah. You get pulled over a lot. I have. Yeah. Yeah. You just bat the eyelashes and you're on your merry way? No, I, you, normally it's just a matter of, you know, like, oh, man, you people just take you for granted, don't they? I just, I want to thank you for your service. Okay. You kind of start with the compliment. Right. <laughs> and that doesn't work for you, John. Yeah, pretty no. soon. <laughs> doesn't work for me. Pretty soon they're like, yeah. you know, I clocked you. Yeah. You know what? Never mind. I tried that. And he's, what did he say? He said, please step out of the car, put your hands on top of your head. That's what, that's what he said to me. Yeah. I mean, I've been arrested. I'm no stranger to being arrested. Yeah. I get arrested. I get arrested on Hollywood and Highland at the gas station. I pulled in to get gas. Oh I God. told you the story. I don't I said think this on the show. So, no. I don't know. Uh, I pulled. In, have I said this on the show? Do you know? All right. I I, 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 know, uh, yeah. I I pull in to get gas. I was going to meet Maurice Green. Do you know Maurice? So it was Claudia's ex yes. at the time. So uh, it was. He, we were going to Johnny Gill's birthday oh at at Lucky Strike at Hollywood and Highland. Okay. And uh, I had a girl that had, it was literally her first day starting to work for us. Um, and uh, it was Veronica, at a hotel Veronica no. Welch. No, this was my first time meeting her. <laughs> okay. So Geo had hired her. And uh, it's my first time meeting her. So I'm like, hey, meet at the office. We'll take my, we'll jump in my car and we'll go to, um, to the bowling night because she was going to start working with Maurice, right? Okay. So we pull in the gas station, which is right next door to Lucky Strike. You know what that is? Yes, the, I know, the, that I know exactly where you are. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I open the door. I got one foot down on the ground and I hear, get out of the car, get on the ground now. I go to her, I'm like, oh shit, something's about to happen. I'm looking like in front of me. I'm trying to figure out like what the fuck is going on, you know? And so she's like, I think he's talking to you. You know, but it's like her first day, so she's trying to like not like I'm the boss or whatever, you know, and she's only like twenty two or whatever, you know. So I'm like, no, he's not talking to me. And I'm like, I'm looking at him, he's like, You in the black Mercedes, get out of the car, get on the ground now. I'm like, Oh shit, he's talking to me. So I get out of the car, I got my hands up, and I'm on my knees, and he goes, Face the car. And I'm looking right at him. I go, I am. And he goes, your car. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I, you know, do this. And by the time I do that, I didn't even know his partner had already like kind of came up. They're like cats, you know, they just oh sneak up on you. Yeah. And he goes, he um he uh he grabs my arm and he he pulls it down and he goes, um, John Orlando? I go, yeah, and he pulls the other one and he goes, Um, there's a warrant out for your rest. And I'm like, no chance. Like, mm-mm. And he's like, Yeah. And he's like, uh, do you have any ID? I said, Yeah, it's in my left front pocket of my wallet. So he says, Can I get it? I'm like, Yeah, yeah. So he goes, There's nothing there. So he's like, There's nothing in your pocket. And I go, Oh shit, sorry. Uh, it's in my center console in the car. And he's like, do I have permission? I'm like, yeah, yeah. So he goes in, he's like, there's no wallet. And I'm like, fuck, I'm like nervous. I'm sweating, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, uh, I'm sorry. It's in the trunk and the inside jacket pocket. He's like, okay. He opens the trunk. He's, there's no jacket. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that's right. I'm like, I hate, I'm like, I know it sounds, I like, listen, <laughs> oh I like, I know this sounds crazy, uh, but as I was leaving, I had my jacket on. And I was like, oh, fuck it. I don't want to wear, I hate wearing jackets. And I had just flown in from New York earlier that day. And I had it in my inside pocket from like going through the, you know, security. I'm like, and I took my jacket off. I threw it on the bed. It's, it's at home. He's like, so you have no ID. Is that the bottom line? I said, I have a stack of business cards in the <laughs> ashtray. And he's like, a business card is not acceptable form of ID in the state of California. I'm like, I know, I'm like, well, wait a minute. You told me who I was when this started. So wouldn't that have been the best time for me to deny, 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 right? When you're like the cops, like John Orlando, I go, no, my name's Hank, you know? Right. So he's like, who's that in the car with you? 
I tried to say my employee and then f- changed it to friend in a split second. So it came out all fucked up. Like I couldn't even, it was like my friend. Like it came out all <laughs> fucked up. So he's like, what's her name? I'm like, Veronica. He's like, what's her last name? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, when's her birthday? I'm like, don't know. And he's like, well, how long have you known her? I'm like, 26 minutes. And he's like, so he goes, do you always hire people? You don't know their name? I said, well, my business partner hired her. I just met her at the office. Like, I don't know. And he goes, if I ask her all these questions, or no, he says, if my partner asks her all these same questions, are her answers going to be the same? And I said, well, I sure hope so at this point, because, you know, this is not going well. So he, um, he walks me to the back of the car. He puts me in the police car. And now I see them talking to her. And I'm just like, oh, God, I hope whatever she says sets me free somehow. You know, I still don't know what I did. And, uh, and so, oh, I forgot to tell you, the one cop had his gun drawn. The one that was like, get out of the car and get on the ground. His, I, his gun was pointed at me, right? So his partner was cool, but the, the driver guy was nuts, right? Oh so um, the partner comes back. He sits and in the front seat. And you're not the calmest person in, in a lot of situations. So I'm, I'm, I don't tolerate any bullshit, but when it's police involved, I know how to act. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't have my room at the front desk of the Four Seasons. That's I'll have your ass. Right. But okay. yeah. Um, so he, uh, he, the, the partner sits down in the front seat and I'm like, can you just tell me like, what, you know, I'm like cuffed, you know, I'm like, what did I do? So he's like punching it up and he goes, looks like you had an FTA, but this is now 2008. Okay. He goes, it looks like you had an FTA in 03. And I go FTA. He goes, failure to appear. I'm like, Oh, for what? And he goes, uh, looks like tinted windows. Oh my God. And I just start laughing and I'm like, Oh my, okay, cool. So can I go now? He goes, <laughs> fix it ticket. No, no, you're, you're going to jail. And I'm like, come on. You got to like on a random Wednesday night, you guys have nothing better to do. Like, are you kidding? And I fixed the window. Like you can, I'm like, you can see right. there's no tinted windows anymore. He goes, yeah, but you're supposed to, when, after you remove it, you have to go to the sheriff station oh, that's and right, they have to like it. sign off that's on the right. ticket or whatever the fuck. I'm like, you guys got to be kidding me. He's like, no. So now Maurice Green pulls up because Veronica calls Maurice, right? So Maurice Green is like the Michael, if you, if you don't know, you know, he was the fastest man in the world for six years, Olympic, two-time Olympic gold medalist. He is what Michael Jordan was to basketball and what Tiger Woods was to golf. Maurice Green, pre-Usain Bolt, was that, oh, you're saying no? Are you going to argue Uh-oh. about this? <laughs> Let's sidebar real quick. No sprinter in the, uh, at that time. I'm going to say. No, no one no, had no, run. No, hang on, hang on. Go hang ahead. Hang no hang one, wait, wait. No one had run 100 meters in under 10 seconds more times than more speed. I'm not questioning okay, that Go ahead. But when, when you say, I can think of different athletes yeah. that I would say in the track and field rain, ring that are more. You're going to say Carl Lewis? Is that what you're going to say? I'm going to say Carl Lewis. I'm going to say uh, Johnson. Um, but Johnson was a 200 meter guy. Now the 100 meter is the Quan. Okay, of, okay, all right. Whatever, on. Adam. Let's just not. Stop. Go okay, on, leave go my on. story alone. Um, leave Maurice Green alone. I'm gonna get him in the studio. You, Todd, you deal with Maurice directly. I've okay? met Maurice, and That's I'll, true. I'll bring all the right. fire extinguisher. We'll be good. <laughs> That's okay. right. Okay, so um, he shows up. Maurice is always like dressed really nice. But, you know? So this was yeah. 2008. So where? Yeah. When did he win gold? What was that? Prior? Prior, oh one. Oh, one. Okay, but so yeah. he still he was, was known. Yeah, yeah. He's still known. He's basically just retired from track. Got it. Okay. okay. And then the following year, he got he was on Dancing with the Stars. Got it. Like, okay. Nine. Okay. So he's usually like really nicely dressed, whatever. Like going out. on this whatever night, he comes and he's got like gold chains around the neck, a Laker jersey, his hat's turned sideways, and I'm like, 
but he's still like, you know, those millionaire athletes, they don't give a fuck about the police, like whatever, like, fuck right. you, bitch, you know? So I'm like, oh God, this is going to be awful. So now he's talking to the gunslinger, right? <laughs> and the gunslinger's like, back up, back up. You know, he's just walking up trying to, you know, he thinks he's going to talk me out of, you know, oh talk my, my way, you know, talk to them and get me out. So I'm, I see the other guys like going crazy. So I tell the partner who's still sitting in the car, I'm like, do you know who Maurice Green is? He's like, yeah. I'm like, that's him. I'm like, he's like, oh, he, he does our golf tournament every year. I'm thinking like, okay, oh. now, we're, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> he does the LAPD so like, golf like, tournament. We're good yeah. now. <laughs> so I'm like, can you chill your partner out? Because your partner's crazy. Like, I can't have Maurice sitting next to me at the end of this night. And that's where we're headed, I feel, right now. So he gets out and he calms everything down, whatever. He comes back in. And he's like, all right, so um, yeah, no worries. He's going to go and he'll bail you out. I'm like, wait, you're still taking me to jail? He goes, yeah. While we're talking, a call comes on and they say, uh, officer needs assistance, Lucky Strike, Bowling Alley, which is, we're right next door, right? right? The gunslinger comes running back. They shut their doors. They take off. With you in the car? With me in the car. My trunk is open. Both my doors are open. Veronica's sitting there, standing there <laughs> next to Maurice Green. They, they have this look of shock on their face. And when they pull out, um, I get thrown back and I lean on the cuffs so that they tighten. They're already oh. tight. And I had a watch on and it's like just digging in. It was fucking brutal. We peel out. We go half a block and there's like a five on five riot like fight going on outside of lucky strike bowling and just coincidentally they let they the gunslinger looks at me and he goes stay here stay here where the where fuck am i going go? I'm, look, where am i going exactly and they get out he grabs the shotgun i'm like oh god so they go and there's already like a couple cops there with the fucking riot shields whatever and all i could think is oh my god i'm gonna get caught in the crossfire and this is how it ends. I die in the back of this fucking squad car on a random Wednesday over a tinted windows ticket you got to be kidding me. So 30-something minutes later, they come back. And now I'm thinking, okay, now they're going to let me go. No, not let me go. No. So they take me down to uh, the police station on uh, Cole, maybe? I have no yeah. idea where it is. Yeah. No, you haven't, you haven't done a, a tour done, duty? No, no? no. You either? No? Just in you little rebel? Mexico. Okay. Jail. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I get in there and... Um, they put me in this room, and you're allowed more than one call. It's not like the the uh, oh, the movie, the, the movies. movies. Like you're, yeah, they're like, hey, they just dial you? nine to get out. Yeah, yeah. Did so, they cavity search you? No, okay. no. But they took my shoes, um, okay. oh and and my belt. They take that. And so you so don't I'm, hang yourself. Yeah, over and, the and, and tinted so it, windows. Yeah, it was really funny. So <laughs> like a about a week before that, I had. Do you remember? So when I had bombshell poker, my partner was Andrew Malton. Yes. You, okay. I do. So Andrew and I, we were like, we pulled up to a 7-Eleven and we just started laughing someday. We saw a guy on a payphone, and I was like, wow, in 2008, if you're on a payphone, it means you've hit rock bottom or you're in jail, right? Oh my so the guy tells me, you know, just down line, you can get out. Well, how many phone numbers do you, you uh, you're probably wrong. You probably know everyone's phone number by heart. I mean, I know like my mom's. You don't know many, and that's right? probably it. Same thing yeah. for you anymore, right? Saying, we I, we don't know numbers, right? I have no idea. I couldn't fucking remember a phone number other than Andrews because it was really easy to remember. It was like the same. I won't give it out, but it's like the same number like three times, you know. So I call, and he. It's like now it's like. Do you accept a collect call it's, from the it's LA County? No, it's not. It's not collect. It's just a regular call. So it's like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night on like a Wednesday. So I call and I get voicemail. I'm like, fuck, because it comes up like blocked or whatever. So I call again and he answers and he goes, hello. And I, I, I just start cracking up. 
And he's like, then he starts laughing. You know how like someone's like laughing and you don't know why it's just funny. And, and like, I couldn't catch a breath. And I'm like, I'm like, it's me. You know? And I'm like, he's like, what are you doing? And I, I go, I'm on a payphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fucking hilarious. And he's like, "Do you need me to come get you?" I'm like, "No, Maurice is coming to get me." But I was just bored. I didn't know else. I just, <laughs> I just wanted to talk to someone. Yeah, because um, I wasn't worried because I knew what I was in there for. But yeah. Wow. And then when they let me, finally, it took four hours. But you're in your cell by yourself, or with other. I'm like in a not even a cell yet. I'm just in a holding tank or something yourself, with the phone though? yeah by myself then i was in a cell with some other drunk dude general population no. just two of us oh, um shit. but he was sleeping on like the top bunk and um i was only in that for like maybe 20 minutes oh and then and then gosh. they let me out and then when i came out i was like can i have the copy of the mug shot and can i keep this bracelet because i had a bracelet that said orlando like you know <laughs> la jail because i was like i put this like i'll make a cool thing and put it in the office you know they're like no you can't have that i'm like you gotta be kidding me like no souvenir you can't have a souvenir no nothing that's my big, oh yeah. And then I wow. was still, I got back to Lucky Strike uh, Bowling Alley. And, wait, wait, uh, wait. You actually went back to yes, Lucky Strike? Yes, I went back and I bowled a strike. Fresh <laughs> out of the slammer. First oh, ball, God. bowled a strike. Yeah. Wow. True story. No, I've never been to jail. Maurice I, I Green. Not too many people can say an Olympic gold medalist bailed me out of jail. True. Yeah. I've only been to Disneyland jail. It's the only place I've been. Really? Disneyland has a jail? For yeah. what? What'd you do? Uh, I was probably 12, 13, and they had the sky buckets back in the day. Yep. And I didn't do it, but uh, the people I was with, the guys were throwing ice cubes down. Oh. Hitting, and one of them hit a security officer. Oh, oh. that's not good. Yeah. Okay. So we had to wait, and uh, that wasn't fun because no. we were on a school trip, and uh, your parent had I was to gonna come say, get you. And big we lived Frank in the valley. like that. No, we no. were in the valley oh, and, and had to come to Anaheim at like oh, 5 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't yeah, pleasant. Yeah, your dad's not digging that. Yeah, so if I get, if I, uh, one more time, in, in theory, get in trouble at Disney properties, <laughs> you're banned, banned for life. Oh, my God, which wow. would be horrific for you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you in Mexico tearing it up? What'd you do? Yeah, no, it wasn't my fault. I just I was that's what they all say. You know, I They're all the innocent. Thing. Did I say the same? <laughs> Have you my seen fault. Shawshank? They're all innocent, right. Amy. Yeah. No, we were on a Never photo shoot <laughs> shooting for Modella beer, and mm -hmm. the photographer didn't pull permits. And so I'm like, listen, they just want money. It's a payola. Do you not understand the system? <laughs> just pay them. You know? And he's like, oh, I'm not paying. You know, just a big macho guy. I'm like seriously like we're gonna miss our flight so they throw us in jail and then they have to write up the ticket and the guy has an old-fashioned typewriter and he's like this click. <laughs> click yep i was losing my i was just like are you and same thing and so they said that um even afterwards if he didn't pay the fine that we all would be basically banned from ever so they arrested Mexico. the entire crew they arrested Everybody? the entire crew oh my god Damn. they just wanted money don't you know the system? That's the yeah. system. You have to know the system. Don't you watch TV? Come right? on, guys. Don't you know how this works? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's it? That's your only run in with the law? Uh, yeah. Goody, goody too. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, I'm not a good, I'm just smart and I haven't gotten right. caught. When you break the law, you do it smartly. That's right. Yeah, smartly. I, I, I did, I did shoot, I mean. Whoa, what? Whoa. Sorry. Whoa, hey, whoa. tell us more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Finally, the action junkies comes out of you. All right. I was, um. It was, I don't know, I, I thought there was someone in my yard and I'm not the kind of person that's going to go hide. I'm going to go out and I'm going to confront it because then I can't sleep if I'm thinking there's someone out there. So right. I go and I don't have... I do the same thing with spiders in the house, but I get it. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I don't have access to this safe. I couldn't get the Glock out. It's the only one. So there's just like this spinning revolver, this stupid gun I don't know how to use. But I'm thinking, okay, I want to be prepared. So I'm going to go outside, make sure the safety is off. Well, clearly it was because I fired accidentally. 
into the ground. Okay. <laughs> but the greatest thing is that we have security cameras. So my husband witnessed literally the whole. I, I oh, was there like, was a video of this. There's a video. Oh, yeah, do you still have that video? And can we get it? I was so I, I just could not believe first of all the ringing right in your ear even when I go and afterwards I'm like okay I'm gonna go learn how to really shoot because I haven't shot something since I was on a farm in Illinois you can't get I don't know how you get rid of that ringing when you go to the shooting range yeah no matter what you put in your ears your your head is still ringing yeah for days on yeah end. it was bad but I was like you could have shot the name I'm like no I, was, I shot the ground what it's gonna pop up from the ground and jump up it's not like you know like a nuclear warhead that has right. like you know what i mean <laughs> like i'm gonna kill the neighbor so i mean yes it was stupid what i did but i'm not oh. killing the law kenyatta neighbor yeah so, uh, so what uh, did the neighbor hear this no, or the cops didn't even come no one called the cops it was like yeah, nothing just a, just a normal an unfiled Saturday incident night in law kenyatta flint ridge yeah who knew the <laughs> mean <laughs> streets right yeah. well all the kids from saint francis high school right are, yeah yeah oh, yeah God. Well, and so uh, this all came about because I don't know what ha you posted something on Facebook and I was like, you should start a podcast. And somehow that sparked a conversation. Yes. And you were going to come in and be on Political Junkies, but Brian Howie's on vacation or whatever Brian Howie's doing. Whatever the world. excuse he, he, he yeah, had I mean, he to could, not meet me. Lord knows where he doesn't have a residence anymore. <laughs> right. I know. Guys all over the place. Yeah. It's like, where's Waldo? You know? I think he's in Boca maybe right Is now. Is he? Poor thing. Boca Raton? Yeah. I think I just got I was Miss Boca Raton in Hawaiian Tropics. You were? I swear to God. Wait, did you live out there? No, it's just... Uh, it doesn't, you just who travel. was the Hawaiian Tropic guy? Oh, I forget his name. I know Ron right. something. Ron something. He just handed me the title. Like, I want you to do I was hoping My OCD makes me need to remember his name. Come on, Ron. No? Yeah, he did Hawaiian Tropic in his garage. Remember, he created I, the right. sun picture him. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. To a T. Yeah. But the one that keeps coming is Ron Perlman, but that's not him. No. Nope. That's the voice of the UFC, uh, right? No, Ron Perlman was... No, he's the actor that plays like... Right, but that's who does the promo videos for UFC. Is he? Yeah. And he also does... How do you not know this? But Ron, I'm thinking I know Ron something Perlman, you don't know? Isn't Ron Perlman the guy that discovered like NSYNC and Britney? Oh, oh, that guy. That's, 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 that's Ron Perlman too, though, isn't it? As long as it's not Ron Jeremy. Travis? That's Lou Perlman. Good. Thank Lou you. Perlman. Thank you. <laughs> Woo. Isn't Lou Perlman in jail? Yeah. yeah that's for right. touching little boys. Can't do that, no, Lou. No, Lou. There yeah. was a time. Not anymore, though. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> there was a time when that was illegal in Hollywood. Yes. Right. Frowned upon like yeah. it is today. Right. It's crazy. Hollywood's nuts. Are you glad you're not in the business anymore? I mean, you're not, you don't do any acting anymore, right? Or do you? I, people try to kind of like, like reel me back in right? every now and then, but um, no, not, not usually. I miss music. That's the one thing that I miss is being... Writing songs and begin the recording studio. I forgot that you did that when you mentioned it at lunch, but I, then I clearly yes. remembered. Yeah, that you. Yeah. That's what Sean Kingston did a feature. And, right. Uh, Too short was on one of my tracks, and Romeo, Little Romeo, masterpiece. Son. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. That's the one thing I miss. And so you're gonna step into the podcasting. I hope. Yeah. Listen, I I feel like I've lived 300 lives, and I feel like there's a lot that I have hopefully to contribute, and would love to bring on some really fantastic guests and just. Shoot the shit and yeah. see what happens. I think you'd be great at it. I think your Thank story you. is amazing. Like, I didn't realize, like, in my head, you were always just like a self-starter, entrepreneur. You know, you've been in the business on both sides of it, you know, as talent and, you know, as an agent. Um, but I that story with your parents is just blew me away. Like, uh, you know, yeah. you are a fighter. Thank you. You know? I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Uh, do I wish I would have had loving parents that didn't do that? Of course, but... I mean, like, you know, everyone has their shit, right? And you just have to figure out a way to get through it. And the most mm -hmm. important thing, and I tell this to my kids all the time, is just get up. 
Yeah. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Just get up. But if you hadn't experienced that, you might not be the person you are today. You're right. Yep. But it's yeah. interesting because the weirdest part, though, is that I remember my dad did say one thing, and you know, because I kind of tried to confront him, and I just wanted him to take accountability. That's it. Okay, we can't change the past. I remember he said something like, but look how strong you are. Look what I did. You know, yeah. look, and I thought, <laughs> wow, you're proud. Wow. You're proud? I mean, yeah. I get it. Yes. It was I'm all part of the very, plan right? to toughen you up. Aww. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so no, I don't look, uh, I have been through a lot between, you know, the cancer. I, when I moved to LA, I did not know anyone. I was telling John, I had to take a taxi cab to Cedars to get my cancer treatment, my chemotherapy. That was really rough um, to not know anyone. I'd just driven by myself from Florida to California and got diagnosed. So, but it's all sort of just the way that it was meant to be for me that got me to here. And um, and you're right. That which doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Mm-hmm. And I'm I hopefully we'll just keep getting stronger. And Do I will we tell you this though: the greatest kids in the world are born at Cedars. They really are, in my opinion. You're a Cedars baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does the podcast have a name yet? Have we named this podcast? No. Should we do some type of a, uh, guys, should we do some type of a, uh, I don't know. Yeah. We need to figure this out. Yeah. If anyone has any ideas, where do you guys, where do people write Well, there are six in? people listening. So yeah. um, all six of them, you know, yeah. majority Let's, roles. John Let's put said our heads 600 together. or 600,000 yeah. yeah. audience yeah, yeah. reach. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. it's plus or minus, okay. you know. Yeah. yeah. One yeah. of them's my mother. Over the other is the girlfriend. So <laughs> yeah. it's, you know. Yeah. yeah. There you yeah. go. No, so. my, my girlfriend doesn't listen to this. No. Oh, no. She, she's got much better. She did in the oh, beginning. <laughs> she hasn't heard an episode. I couldn't even tell you. But you know what your girlfriend did do today? What's that? A donut. I saw yeah. that. We are all witnesses to that. Is Travis gets it on camera? Yeah. All right. Oh, good. we got some video to put in. All right. Amy Weber, thank you for coming all the way from California. Thank you to for do having this. me, guys. It's and, been fun. Uh, thank you. Yeah, this was a good time. Thank and you. And you have to come back. Absolutely. Anytime. All right. Good. Fire up the jet. All right, gang. We'll see you next week. <laughs>